welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 121. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just one single solitary bean on the line of me tonight in the form of Cracker. How's it going, mate? Very well, thanks, mate. How you doing? You've uh, got a bit of a nose thing going on. <laughs> Were you saying I sound funny? No, definitely. <laughs> it's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, one of my kids uh, brought some diseases home from daycare this week, and uh, as tends to happen, as you've been through as well, yep. when kids go to daycare, they bring every little thing home with them, and you pick all of them up. So, it's it's not COVID, which is good. Well, so far, the tests are all negative, which is yeah, certainly a plus, but head full of snot and a sore throat and uh, achy joints, all that sort of thing, is, uh, is not much fun. Yeah. But we're here to soldier on because most of the rest of the other beans are completely unavailable. Like Chris is, where is he? He's in Venice. Italy right now, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Stu and Chewie are both in the midst of moving house. So it uh, it falls to us. And and obviously, Blaster Boy is, uh, he's the ghost that that appears. (laughs) <laughs> Once a year. Once a year for Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Because the, the curse of magic Christmas past. Either that so, or when there's a new Chandra that gets released and he gets all excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I may sound a, a little bit funny tonight, but uh, I'm sure you'll survive out there. But we've got uh, a pretty cool topic to talk about tonight. We'll be mostly sort of talking about the one thing, which is the, the organised play announcement which happened last week. So we'll be digging right into that and giving everybody the breakdown on uh, on what happened, what was announced and all that sort of thing. And yeah, we might have a little quick chat about our Kamigawa League finals as well. But before we get into any of that, Cracker, who mm-hmm. are our awesome sponsors? Our sponsors are Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So they're our Facebook auction page where they have nightly auctions. You can buy singles of sweet, sweet magic cards. Uh, they've also just recently introduced... The win it now auctions, but they're not auctions, just win it now posts where, you know, Pat will throw up 50 or 100 different listings and you just say sold and it's yours. You don't have to worry about bidding against your mates who put another dollar on there. <laughs> getting sniped. <laughs> That's it, getting sniped. You, you, I mean, you do need to be a sniper. Those things fly because oh, the, yeah. the, the prices are like insanely good. They're, they're very um, keenly matched. Uh, and we've also now got a... Uh, partnership with jolt gaming up in canberra with uh pat has got a, a sponsorship up there yes, with him not, so he's not us. Not, not us not us well kind of <laughs> us by proxy i guess or something anyway uh so pat's got yeah he's he's setting up in in the shop there which is pretty cool so uh if you're in the canberra region go in check him out say hello and uh let them know the bean sent you when you win an auction and then they'll uh, keep sponsoring us and the tournament series that we've been running very good i've uh, i've actually been bidding on some stuff over the last couple of weeks, I, I put together a new Commander deck. I posted in the, the Commander channel, and we played one game with it uh, after the <laughs> League Finals stream on, on Saturday. And how did that one game of Commander go, Cracker? Oh, it went pretty quick. <laughs> it went really good for you. <laughs> just, yeah. It did I mean, pretty well for me. It started off with Matty P just trying to infect me dead. He did. He, you really were like quick. seven he went hard. Infect, or so, infect or something, weren't you? It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just went, uh, has anyone got a counterspell for this? What is it, Sage of the Falls? No? Yeah, okay. correct. I had You're a local spot in the play, and then I cast <laughs> Sage of the Falls, and Chewie goes, what does that mean? I said, unless you can kill it, I win. And he's like, yep. oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, guess I mean, I'd never, I'd never done it before. I've never cast that card. I didn't have it in my deck for very long. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I felt a bit dirty, but it was in the opener and a soul ring. I'm like, all right, well, we keep these. So, yeah, we're all good. <laughs> pretty much. 
Well, yeah, I've been trying to pick up. I think I've got maybe like eight proxies in in the deck that I put together. So okay. trying to trying to pick some of those cards up. I think uh, the most expensive being a demonic tutor. So. Every now and then I see one that pops up and I jump on and, and put a bid on it and then realise it's going for, for way more than I, uh, I'm i prepared to spend at the moment. Yeah. So just sort of let it go. But That's we'll get there one I day. No problems with proxies in Commander. Go nuts. Yep. Very good. All right. So uh, you mentioned there our tournament series that Josh and Pat uh, sponsor. I and did. yeah, we, we held the league finals this Saturday just gone. So... Do you want to read word for word the uh, what we've got written in the show notes? There, yes, I, w- I would love to do that. <laughs> <clears throat> Hemsey took it down with Spicy Orzov beating Benny R on Moist Orzov, who had beaten him in the first round of the double elim. <laughs> <laughs> Benny so, R's going to love that. <laughs> we look by five hours into the stream or whatever it was that we had, we were a bit loose and uh, it tends, tends the, to go the, that way. These are the deck names we came up with. Uh, mm. So, it was a lot of fun, man. I had an absolute blast. Yeah. Yeah, co- coverage went really well. And, uh, yeah, we, we got some really good matches. Unfortunately, a couple of <laughs> non-matches with, uh, I think it was Pete Magic, who uh, who got, got the old mana screw for <laughs> two games in a row. A couple Kept of one-landers. one-landers and, yeah. Mm. Mind you, the first one was like a multi-five and then a yeah, multi-six. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And it was just yeah. pretty tough going there. Quick elimination. But, um yeah. I loved it. There was there was a really good variety, even though we were talking about, you know, like there was a few Naya decks and things that were kind of similar in their colours. They all did really different things. They all approached- Yeah, we didn't, ha- we didn't actually have any double ups. No, there were no mirror matches, which yep. was awesome. And we kind of got to see everyone like go off and do their thing at least mm. once. Most of the matches went to, you know, like a game three, which was- which is great. Like that's from a coverage standpoint, exactly what you want. Like I know, you know, when you're playing, you're just like, Five, five, five. You're chanting. You, you know, you, you want Pete Magic's kind of end of the deal for your opponent. But uh, from a coverage standpoint, it was was brilliant. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, as, as you said, Benny R in the double elimination. So, we had top 16. So, the very first round of the uh, the top 16, Benny R beat Hemsey. I think mm-hmm. at the time, Benny was playing mono white from what Hemsey said. But, but Hemsey was playing his Mardu or Spicy Orzov list. And, uh, yeah, Hemsey just clawed his way back through the lower bracket and then, yeah, continued that on the on the day through the top eight and got the sweet, sweet revenge beating Benny again in the final. So, Hemsey's done this before. This, yes, this is he how he it. won his Invitational. Yeah. He, he got knocked down to the lower bracket and then versed his opponent in the finals and took them down. So, just uh, proving that he's very deserving of being in the, the Invitational. So, it'll be three years in a row for, for Hemsey at the Envy. So... Should be pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Looking forward to it. Off yep. to a great start. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's the Kamigawa League done. We have posted the next event, which is a one-day historic event, which is on the 30th of April, Saturday the 30th of April. So make sure you sign up for that. Uh, just go to magicbeanscast.com. There'll be the, the links for all that sort of stuff there. So you can go and register. Another chance to get some envy points. And as uh, Jay Mudd, our res- resident statistician, posted on, on Twitter... These one-day events actually have a lot of bearing on your standings in the Invitational. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you get in on play those events because every single point that you get is going to count to, uh, yeah, get your spot in the Invy at the end of the year. So that's the Kamigawa League Finals, all done, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's there was another announcement for some other high-level play, uh, which was the organised play announcement, which happened... 
Last Friday morning, our time. The timing on these weekly things is terrible, man. Like it's, them coming at like six hours after we record the podcast is just garbage. Like, what are yeah, you doing, man. wizards? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's something. I mean, they used to do the banning announcements on Mondays, and they that kind of worked out quite good for us because a lot of podcasts would record on like you know Sundays or, or mm-hmm. uh, Mondays, things like that. And so we were often like one of the first to really get to talk about those sorts of things. But now they're doing their their weekly MTG streams on what turns out to be Friday morning for us usually kicks off about 8.30 and yeah, it's literally we've just recorded the podcast and released it and then these big announcements come so we, we're a week uh, behind yeah we, we may need to look at changing us it's, it's unlikely to happen but no uh, we're not doing that no no so uh, yeah <laughs> yes yes wizards you should change your weekly stream to suit the magic beans because they care so much about us that's right <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that that aside, I'm this stream was fantastic. Oh, this announcement yeah. was like better than any of us hoped. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So we had a big old whingy podcast a couple of weeks ago after the last uh, big announcement, which was the the economy. Well, the it wasn't an announcement; it was an economy discussion. Is that and, what it was? Uh, yes, and and yeah, and then we did a bunch of whinging about how terrible that was. And, uh, yeah, they'd said, yep, coming up on such and such date is the organised play announcement. And, and we spoke about it on the podcast. We said, yep, I'm just expecting disappointment. This is going to be not much. It'll be we're talking about organised play and here's some vague ideas of what we're sort of looking at. And uh, it was about as far from that as you could possibly get. <laughs> it, it really was. Like, I remember us saying... Don't expect any form of structure. They're just going to yep. say, we're looking at tabletop and reinvesting in it. And we've got structure. We've got tabletop. Like, we know what's going to happen for the 2023 premier play for yeah. international magic, which is, like, the best thing. And it's it's called the Pro Tour again, Shorty. It's the it's PT, back. mate. <laughs> There's none of this mythic set whatever everything the jig is because everyone just called them pts anyway and i promise yeah. you everyone inside wizards did as well yeah uh, i think they just they just gave up yep yep so give us the uh the general overview of sort of what was in this announcement and then we might dive in and sort of break down each each of the stages and what what that actually involves sure so the they produced a, a really nice little graphic for us here which is a pyramid and it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid <laughs> scheme. <that> clear. <laughs> it's it's definitely not. Well, I don't know. They do take all of our money. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, it may be. Yeah. Uh, so, starting from the the bottom, which is where, you know, the, the, the ground level of the Premier Play League. And so, it's called Regional Championship Qualifiers. So, this is going to be run at your local game store. And it's kind of like the old PPTQ system. So, you can just rock up and, you know, play through those. And if you win or do very well in those, then you can get to what's called the regional championships, which are kind of like, I mean, you've, you've said here they're kind of like RPTQs, which is sort of true, but they're actually a lot bigger than that. They are, yeah. So, yeah, so they're, a, they're, to me, they're, they're much more like a GP or yeah. even a mini PT, I think is probably a really good way of looking yeah, at them, yeah. particularly with the prize structure. Yep. So, w- we can jump into that in a minute, the prizes. But yeah, so you go from championship qualifiers to regional champs. Um, so, that will be like the what, Australia, New Zealand, I believe, are, are part of one region. Yep. And then from there, if you run exceptionally hot, 
you go to the Pro Tour, there is going to be three Pro Tours in a year now. Uh, it used to be four back in like 2017, 18, when we last saw this kind of organized play structure. And then if you win a PT, you go to Worlds. And so there's, there's quite a big change to the Worlds structure. So maybe we should just talk about that quickly, even though it impacts probably everyone the least. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, there's going to be- Well, there's just more slots, right? Worlds used yeah, to be like yeah. a 16-person uh, event where- Yeah, the most recent like, one was 32. And now it's going to be like 128. Yeah. So that's great. They're, they're also uh, making things easier- for the first, like, the the actual season starts in June 2022, so in, in like, a couple of months, when they start running the first uh, regional championship qualifiers. And the for the first year, to effectively seed the PT, as they've called it, they're going to have more slots open. So, you you get invites further down than you will next year and the year after. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, it's a good good chance, time to be playing over the next year because yeah. your chances of getting into those higher levels is is much higher than it will be in uh, in years to come. So uh, speaking of worlds, the the other big thing is that, so yeah, obviously 128 players, which is pretty cool. And I think when we spoke mm. about the most recent worlds on the podcast, we were excited that they'd increased it to 32 players because the the 16 player worlds, it's like yeah, okay, this is the best of the best. You know, to to be one of those 16 players is a massive achievement, but the metagame, like you, you just don't have the diversity. You just, yeah, you just get really weird decks that yeah, are like yeah. specifically tuned to beat 14 other people and you've yeah. got six of them on a testing team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's it's always a bit weird. So 32 players certainly helped that, but going to 128 mm-hmm. players, that's, yeah, I think that's really cool. It, it, it means you're going to get those people that go, you know what, I'm going to play this spicy of deck that I've been brewing up just because this is what I like and this is what I think is going to do well. And so you, you're going to see a fair bit of diversity there. The other big thing is one million US dollar prize pool yeah. for the uh, the world championships. That's that's impressive. That's a that's a lot of cash. That is some big bucks. Yeah. And and I think they needed to. Like if they – and look, the prizing all the way down looks really good. Actually. Yeah, it does. Yep. So I, I'm really glad to see that they've – you know, taken whatever money they had set aside for esports, and I don't know if you saw Shorty, but they actually renamed the, the Twitter <laughs> account to, to from MTG Esports or whatever it is to Play MTG now. Yes, yep. so they've they've kind of done an about face. And look, I'm not gonna you know hold their feet to a fire about that because they tried what they had to for the last couple of years when you know the world was on its head and it wasn't great. But here we are. So yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that's that's really cool with Worlds is there's actually they've increased the ways to qualify. So obviously with 128 players, you, you need more ways for people to actually qualify for that. So you've you've got your usual things like winning, well, doing well in in PTs and all that sort of stuff. But you can actually, if you win your regional championship, which we'll, we'll sort of go into in more details, you actually qualify straight for Worlds yeah, by, by doing that, which is huge. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just something that that we've never seen before. So yeah, just just little things like that by going. Okay, you know, if you if you do uh, if you perform consistently well, you you can get here, you can get to the PT, that sort of thing. And if you do consistently well there, you can get to Worlds. But also, we're going to reward you for those random spikes and and spiking a a tournament, and that gets you all the way to Worlds. And uh, one thing that that sort of they highlighted through 
as they're sort of talking about cash, and, and as you mentioned, there's quite a lot in here for like things like Worlds and the PT as well. They're actually paying all the way down to last place in these sorts of events. So mm-hmm. just straight up by qualifying for Worlds, it's like, okay, yep, well, I am qualified for this PT where I earn a bare minimum of this, and I'm qualified for Worlds where I earn a bare minimum of this. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's really good and, and really good to see. All right. Um, so what about before we get into like the, the real details, mm-hmm. Arena and Magic Online, how uh, does that uh, sort of yes. fit in there? <laughs> the answer is <laughs> the answer is so far, yes. So there will be definitely paths to qualify from both Arena and Magic Online. Uh, there were no details provided. Apparently, they're no. coming at the end of the month. Yep. So that's good to know. Uh, it makes sense that they have they have to have a path from there. It, you just can't not. Uh, and as far as people who have been playing in like the set championships, there's I think if you had like a nine and seven record for memory, it was that you'd automatically qualify to the next PT. So they've really kind of detailed a lot of this stuff already, uh, which is just nice to see. Yeah, like a, yeah, it was very, very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing they touched on in, in the stream was uh, on coverage. So they have said that there will be official Wizards coverage for the Pro Tours and for Worlds, as as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And you said there's three Pro Tours per year or per season, I think it is, and then uh, and then Worlds, so four, four major events per year. So that's pretty good. We'll, we'll get to see that official Wizards coverage, but they have not... Uh, or they've said that Wizards themselves will not be covering the regional championships or anything like that. So we'll get into it soon. But the, the regional championships, as, as you sort of said, they seem a bit more like GPs. And previously, GPs did get a lot of coverage. You know, you'd get not, not so much the Australian GPs, but you European. You text and, coverage, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd have somebody there doing updates and what's going on and that sort of thing. So it sounds like there's going to be none of that for the regional championships from... Wizards' perspective, but the tournament organisers themselves are, uh, are more than welcome to run their own uh, their own coverage. So I think we will likely see a bit of that, mm-hmm. which would would be good. But I don't think we're going to have the virtually every weekend or every second weekend having high level play paper play on uh, on stream. So we'll, well, we'll no, see how that goes. Th- there's also not just going to be that many regional championships running. Right, so there's only going to be three of them a year as well. Yeah, and I think so, they so actually all happen on the same weekend from uh, from memory. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't see that part. I, maybe you can dig out and confirm whether yeah, that's I'll true have, or not. I'll have a quick look. But um, yeah, basically the like we said, there's the Australian, New Zealand will be a region. There's like a European one. There's there's a whole bunch around the different places. Uh, some of them, like Canada, are split into two for whatever reason. So they'll have you know. A couple of different chances, but there's there's a whole series of rules around, uh, you know, where you qualify and then which PT you can play and all that sort of stuff. But if you're doing well enough to reach that point, you can read all the rules and specifics when we get to it. But I think the the regional championships are worth spending a fair bit of time talking about, Shorty, because I mean that's the thing I'm most excited about for me. So like I yeah, I, I I have you know confessed the the a casual. So I've never done like the the PPTQ RPTQ grind that you know some people love to do to try and you know qualify for those next stages. But I will go to GPs. Like even if we don't play the main event, there will be side events and you know commander spots and and the way that um, Huey was describing it is there. That's what these regional championships are going to be like. They're very much going to be 
Uh, yeah, so like a three-day event where there'll be lots of side events. There'll be, you know, like obviously an entry fee to get in, but I'm excited, man. Like just big room full of nerds playing Magic again. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds awesome. They they did say the <laughs> they were sort of conscious, I guess, of, of saying that these weren't GPs. Correct. And it, it, it kind of, it, like, it will, we'll sort of get into it in a minute, but the way they're set up is they're, they're not being organised by wizards, they, they're being organised by third parties, and so they're kind of leaving it up to the third parties as to how they run it. But as you said, most most of these third parties are going to run them like a GP, whether that's what they're, they're actually called in, in name or not is, is another thing. But, yeah, they're going to be big full weekend events and, and a lot of fun with a bunch of side events, that sort of thing. So... I think before we get into the the fine details, like just sort of going mm. through that that overview, mm-hmm. general feels like uh, you know you said you've gone back and watched the stream with Huey. Um, I yeah, listened to it live while I was driving. What, what was your general feel on the what they announced? How much they announced? How did Huey come across? You know, was he just giving no answers because blaming technology or <laughs> like we saw in the, in the previous I mean, there was a lot. Wait, wait, wait. So, you just go, ah, the technology is doesn't No, no, no. So, there was none of that. Um, I mean, look, Huey is an interesting dude. He is not the most animated of individuals. No, he's not. So, he is not like an excitable spokesperson. He's like the opposite of Gavin Verhey. I think yes, probably, probably about, about as good as- But he's, he's fantastic. So, he did point out that when- you know, he'd been getting a lot of praise on the structure and he was very quick to point out that a lot of this was in place before he came on. He's relatively new to the director of play, I think his title is, or something like that. Yeah, director um, of organised play or something along there. those lines. Um, that, look, man, this this honestly is just, like we said, better than we could have expected. Yeah. they've <clears throat> The structure is fantastic. It's really easy to follow. Um, we haven't talked about like you said, some of the more specifics, which we'll get into, but the way that you can chain things together, amazing. Like, it's it's just actually everything we asked for from the old system, but kind of simpler and a bit better, easier to understand. And it feels like they've kind of streamlined it to the point where it makes financial sense for them, which it has to, right? Like, this, this is not a free thing that they're trying to do. You know, if they're spending a million dollars, then it's got to be worthwhile for them to do it. So, yeah. I think they've done really well in terms of, you know, sure, there's one less pro tour. Would I like that? Yes. Does it mean that we get three big events in Australia every year instead of one GP that we used to get leading up to this? Yes. Am I, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Like, <laughs> it's, that's fantastic. Like, yeah. you know, we, we used to get one a year and that was it. So yep. now that we get three here is like, that's unreal. But yeah, the, the actual structure and the amount of information they gave us was, was brilliant. So hats off. Yeah, yeah. Well done. it was. It was very surprising, as we said before. We were expecting very little, and yeah, they delivered a full full structure with easy to understand information, and it was delivered in a good way. And yeah, Huey did a great job. As as you said, he he gave the praise to the people who were already working on it, but he did a good job of of answering the questions that were thrown at him and and actually having good answers. And you could see that his responses were. He'd already thought about the the questions that people were going to ask, and and he could provide a a reasonable response, and and just the the general feedback that I've been either hearing on on other podcasts or seeing on mm-hmm. Twitter and that sort of thing is overwhelmingly positive, like including from the pros that or the ex pros that this sort of really affects. So yeah, awesome, well done, wizards. You know we got to got to give them props when they actually do things really well. So uh, yeah, this was was great to see. 
So, so let's get into a little bit of yeah. what uh, sort of how the each each stage of the the system works. So regional qualifiers. So we start off with this. This is the lowest level on the on the pyramid here, and uh, this is where basically everyone starts. So there, there are a few exceptions to that in. Uh, current MPL players and, and things along those lines, but effectively this is where the vast majority of Magic players are going to be uh, participating in this this system. So regional qualifiers are run by local stores. So they'll be in your local shop, whatever your local shop is, you know, where, wherever you are in the world, your local store should be running these regional qualifiers. From what I understand, each WPN store is allowed to run one of these per season and it's up to them whether they do or not. Uh, but this, the regional system, as I, I mentioned before, is coordinated by a third party from Wizards in, in your region. So as, as an example, in Australia, Good Games, who are, I guess, probably the biggest store chain in, in Australia, would that be safe to say, I think? I think so. Yeah. Yep. So they are running the region of Australia and New Zealand. In the US, it's DreamHack, which is a thing on its own. That's that's a pretty big, uh, a big sta- statement that uh, it's not Channel Fireball, it's not Star City Games, it's DreamHack, which uh, from my understanding, DreamHack is like PAX or it's it's like a big eSport event and, you know, they have <laughs> vendors and all that sort of thing there. So it's not just going to be a magic thing. They're, they're running it at an actual, like, full event, so... That's a, a great way to get huge amounts of exposure for uh, for wizards. Uh, so yeah, in in the articles it lists out each one of the uh, the sort of the main uh, third party that is running the the regional level of, of events. So good games are responsible for running. In this, I'll talk about Australia specifically. Good games are running the regional championship, and that then uh, means that they're sort of in charge of the regional qualifiers. So local stores. Uh, contact Good Games and say, hey, we want to run an event on, on this date. Good Games send them promos and, and all that sort of thing, and then they run their, their event at their local store. Formats uh, for the for all of this, they're allowed to run standard, pioneer, modern, or limited. Uh, no no legacy, no uh, no vintage, anything like that. So I guess sort of the main, main formats. And these kick off, the first season kicks off from July the 2nd. So you should start seeing over the next couple of months stores advertising for these things. And they'll be, like entry fee will will differ depending on the store and prizes will also differ depending on the store, which is usually based on whatever they charge for for the entry fee. Yeah, yeah, or or number of players, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there should be heaps of these around. You know, we've got, I don't know what, like a dozen stores in in Melbourne. They'll all be running Mm -hmm. one. There'll be... Mining Bendigo and Geelong and Morwell and all those sorts of places. So there'll be people traveling all over the place to, to get in on these things. And I would expect that these will be, you know, 20 to 30 players, maybe depending on where the store is, and that sort of thing. They're not, they're not likely to be enormous, but you will get the, you know, the crews of guys who are competitive and trying to get to the PT and that sort of thing traveling around to, to this, these sorts of events because they are your sort of, into that that next level so yeah keep keep an eye out for those and the winner of each one of these events qualifies for that regional championship and uh, and yeah that's how you sort of get to that next level so good simple system nothing nothing complicated uh in there for australia and new New zealand yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like it's basically like I sort of said in the show notes. It's like the PPTQs that we used to have, which was you play in this event, you win it, it gets you to that that next level, which was the regional PTQ. You win that, and that then gets you to the PT. Same same structure, but as you said before, the regional championship is not really equivalent it's of not what an RPTQ. No, no. Previously <laughs> the the PPTQs were small events, you got a small amount of prize, you might have got a promo or something like that for winning. The RPTQs were I think free. I don't think you had to pay for them, but there wasn't much in the way of prizes. It was just you go, you play in this event and you win, cool, you, you progress from there, you lose, you, you don't. Uh, whereas as we'll, we'll get into the with the regional championships, there's the prizes are uh, are much bigger. But uh, yeah, for for those here in Australia, go to anzmtg.com.au. So that is a, a good games site, but that will give you all the information for for this sort of stuff, you know, prizes and, and all that sort of stuff. So make sure you've you've got that site bookmarked somewhere because that's where they'll be listing all all the events that are are coming up. So I like that system. I mean, I, I don't think, as you said, I don't think you've really played in these sorts of events. But Chewy and I, a few years ago, we were getting around sort of every second or third weekend we'd go to you know we go over to the west or the north or wherever and, and go and play in one of these events and yeah they're they're good events they're they're competitive but they're not you know they're not 200 people events where you got to play 12 rounds or whatever it's it's usually five or six rounds so you can play it in an afternoon and, and you're all done uh prize structure is usually pretty good and yeah it's just a, a good way to sort of get that that competitive fix and then if you win well then you're off to the next level so it's uh, it's very good do you see yourself playing in some of these? Mm, maybe, if the format interests me. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more interested now than I have been in the past, which seems strange. But, yeah, it's just kind of that something, to, something about just sitting across from an opponent and trying to, you know, play your best. And uh, it's not something we've done a lot of in, in a while. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely something that, that interests me, uh, you know. Pioneer, then. Like, Pioneer as a, as a format, and that's that's like going to be that'll be fun. Like that, that yeah. actually seems, and of course, like modern. But um, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, a bit bit of a side note here. Let's go on a little bit of a tangent. But sure, the yeah they have listed standard pioneer, modern, limited. Yep, that's cool. They also talked about the first regional championships and the first PT mm-hmm. are going to be pioneer. So there's a big push to get Pioneer back on the on the map for this season because generally the way it's worked in the past, you would have a PT would be, say, modern. And so all the like qualifiers and the regionals, uh, RPTQs, that sort of stuff that fed into that, you you would play modern because it was it was effectively like, okay, we're in modern season. And so all mm-hmm. the events are modern leading to the modern PT. And then you'd be like, okay, next season is standard, so all the events would be standard. So, and then next season, okay, now we're doing limited. Yep, okay, cool. So this is going to be Pioneer. So I'm assuming the vast majority of these regional qualifiers are going to be Pioneer. After listening to the digital economy, whatever, announcement the other week, and they just straight up said, yeah, Pioneer is something that we're looking at doing at some point, but it was very much like, no, we're not, not like Pioneer is not happening in the near future on Arena. Correct. This again, this just is just a massive highlight of that disconnect between the organised play people or whoever's doing this sort of stuff 
and the people that are doing arena. If you're about to announce a massive organized play thing where Pioneer is going to be the focus for the next six to eight months or however long it is between now and, and the, the PT, why wouldn't you have arena, uh, have Pioneer as your focus on arena where you can go, okay, you've got Pioneer events coming up nearly every single weekend. Where do you want to test those? Well, you can test them on Arena. So you've got to spend a bunch of money on Arena to get all your Pioneer decks so you can test them for all these paper events. What the hell? <laughs> how, how does those things just not go together, well, Cracker? Listen, Please explain man, that to me. <laughs> I, no, not even going to try. Not even going to get mad. I'm just glad that we get to do in-person <laughs> magic again, all right? Uh, uh, me too. I, I, just, yeah. Yeah, it was just like- two very clearly wow. separate arms of- Watsy, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, and and that's that's okay. Arena's yeah. star is fading, and <laughs> the br- brief <laughs> brief moment in the sun that it had, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just what I just don't understand from from wizards. Like, is there never like? Uh, I know for my work, we have big meetings with meetings that I'm not included in. They're well above my pay grade, but it's you know the department heads of all whoa, the different departments whoa, and mate, and all that sort listen. of stuff. Planning and strategy meetings are not things <laughs> that we want to talk about here, okay? So, I, th- I honestly think that the reason they've chosen Pioneer is they didn't get to. When yeah. Pioneer got announced and we were hyped about it and we were getting ready to do a PT or something like that and then COVID hit and literally everything just got shut down and I think they just went, well, we can pick up where we left off. <laughs> yeah. We've and already we've got, got all the uh, the promo material for that's it. it yeah. That's what we we're going to use. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> How's that royal inverter of truth looking? Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, ooh, uh, so uh, I I don't know. Look, I'm yeah. I'm excited, and I think that it'll yeah. be sweet to kind of yeah. I'm I'm stoked re- for it. Yeah, it sounds but great. It, but I I, I would love it to be testing it on arena. <laughs> it's definitely pretty funny. Yeah, I just I had a good laugh at that. It was just yeah, the res- like it, it, I just had flashbacks to the response that uh, Chris Curitz, I think his name was that yeah. that was doing that stream. When it was asked about why not Pioneer and (laughs) and it was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding. Like, surely. Well, we've got Alchemy instead, mate. And uh, Yeah. Well, we've got some other format coming as well that's apparently tied to paper. Don't even worry about that. The thing that kills me the most about it, they're like, okay, so Alchemy is just going to be balanced standard. Yeah. Except now we're just putting all of, you know, Commander Legends in it. (laughs) (laughs) What? Anyway, anyway all right, we're going, back, we're going back, back to, to our back ranting. To regional championship. <laughs> yeah. Regional championship and how good yeah, this is right. doing. Yeah, good next, job. Next level. Yeah. Uh, one thing before we move into that, yes. uh, like last thing to point out, for good games, so the, one, the ones that are running it here in Australia, they're calling it their Super Series. And this was actually yes. something that they launched before COVID. They, there was they going did. to be the, yeah. the Good Game Super Series. So I guess they're doing the same thing and going, well, we've got all this marketing material, so let's just stick with the naming. But you will find similar sort of things with the different tournament organizers throughout the world they they will call their this structure the yeah, regional qualifiers or whatever yeah they can call it whatever suits them and and that's fine which is which is good because it is sort of separate from wizards so yeah good games it's their super series so their super series qualifiers and then the regional championships is the super series finals so give us a a rundown on what these are i mean like we said these are kind of just the next big events they are something that you have to qualify for so you can't just turn up so it's not like a pt in that respect right you can't just turn up and pay your 
$75 entry or whatever it was to, to you know, get a sealed deck and, and have some fun. You have to have qualified. But, yeah, these are going to be big multi-day, probably hundreds of people events, I would expect. So, it's, it's pretty awesome to have these back. And then there's just going to be a lot of stuff going on at the site. There's no way that they don't, you know, have a bunch of stalls and, you know, different areas and, you know, there'll, there'll be things where you can earn tickets like you used to be able to, I imagine, and just side events galore and just hanging out and the beans will be there. It'll be sick. <laughs> yeah, they have actually said already that there will be, yeah, side events and uh, command zones and, and all that sort of stuff at, at these mm-hmm. things. And, yeah, as, as we sort of said before, these things are effectively a replacement of a GP, which is awesome. You know, as you said before, we used to get one GP if we were lucky per year and it would sort of rotate between Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane. Brisbane, yep. Uh, there would also usually be a GP in New Zealand if people wanted to, to make that trip over there. From what they've said for these, if this is obviously Australia-specific, there's there's going to be the three per year, so three regional championships, and they're going to alternate between Sydney and Melbourne to start with, at, at least for the first year. So the first one is going to be in Sydney. Yep, that's fine. That's like a eight-hour car ride up the road or, or a short plane, plane flight. Uh, so that's fine. And then the next one, which will be, I'd assume, early in the new year, will be here in Melbourne, which is fantastic. And then that's that means cool. next year we're going to have one at the start of the year in Melbourne, then one probably in the middle of the year in Sydney, and then one towards the end of the year in Melbourne again. So next year we get two of these GP-level events here in Melbourne, which is amazing. Unreal, man. So good. <laughs> and so we're talking about these being big. I mean, there's like 15000 US dollars. Yeah. Output for cash. these things. Yep. yep. Which is huge. Like the um, GPs never used to be anywhere near that big here. No. I think we used to get, what, about a 5K prize for first, I think it was, on yeah, average. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember it being that much. It was, only, yeah, it was only a few grand for, for first place. It was not, was not a huge amount. I don't know if we've actually got the prize. Okay. Yeah. No, we do have the prize. So first prize is five grand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't five grand. I, I seem to remember it being like two grand for, Maybe for first place. It was, was not huge amounts. Okay. So there is a little problem that we have with the regional, the, sorry, the super series finals. If you're a participant in the super series final, you will receive a Teferi hero of Dominaria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the problem with that? It's, Teferi. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not the worst one, but come on, like, do better. I mean, like, what format does that guy even see playing now? He's yeah. just, just so you get bad memories you get a, for everybody. A normal one for uh, for participating, and then top eight, you get a, a foil version. Wow! So you get two if you do well. Then that's yeah. just like rude. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you punishing people for doing that? I don't think they could give you the uh, the three fairy because I think that's banned in Pioneer. Yeah, and it better be. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, so give give us a bit more of the structure of this these events, how how they run. So, well, first of all, there's going to be actually last chance qualifiers uh, on site, which is pretty fantastic. Yep. So you can actually, you know, join up on the Friday of the event and go from there. Um, as we said, though, it's going to be a two day event, so it'll be whatever they decide. Good games will choose the format that it's going to be as we said it's not dictated by wizards but hopefully it 
makes sense by leading in with a format that the it's feeding into event-wise. And, yep. you know, you will be playing, you know, day one where you need to have a, you know, usually an X and three record to get through. Usually five and three. It's usually eight rounds on the first day. And then from there, you kind of have to win through to the top eight. So, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yep. Two-day events. Yeah, the the last chance qualifiers, that's something we used to have with, like, nationals. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we'd go up to Canberra to play nationals, and if you hadn't already qualified for nationals, you, on the Friday there would be last chance qualifiers, and they, they're just, like, single elimination events. You you sign up, you pay your 20 bucks or whatever, and back then when we were doing them, it was, like, the like first place in a last chance qualifier was like a box of the the current set and the nationals thing and so you could do this thing and, and I did it uh, twice I think in the the last one where I didn't actually want to play nationals so you'd get to that final match and you you could say to your opponent in a very specific way so that you don't get disqualified but you could say effectively I don't want to play in nationals I'm happy to take the box so I will concede to you and you will give me that that box. You have to be very, very careful about how you mm-hmm, say that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Especially around judges. Yes, yes. Because otherwise so, uh, it's yeah, match fixing fun. and that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone does it. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, main event, two days, 15 grand, cash and prizes. The top eight, uh, so normally or going forward after the first year, the top eight will qualify for the PT, which is huge because th- I'm pretty sure previously GPs, it was like- two. yeah. Or four if it was a really big GP. Yep. Which they never got to that size here, I don't think. No, no. So yeah, you really had to had to spike it. So if, if you qualify for top eight, you're you're locked in. I think actually I, I can't remember where I remember seeing it, but I'm pretty sure like top eight they've said if you if so top eight qualifies you, but also if you end up on a twelve and four record, which should be enough to top eight, but you get you know, left out of the top eight by breakers, you still qualify. Uh, so, something along those lines. It, it may not be for this part of the, mm-hmm. the structure, but somewhere along there, they've they've thought about it because it's always been a feels bad where it's like, oh, there's this arbitrary cutoff of top eight, even though I'm on the exact same record I, as the I person I think that in was eighth. for PTs into Worlds, and it was yeah, okay. if you had a 12 and four, and then it was also like 32nd and up. Yeah. Or something along those lines. There was there was a couple of different things, but I'm pretty sure that was for, for the next level. Yeah, okay, cool. Up. Yep. For memory. Yep. But yeah, so for the, the first year of them, there's an extra four slots. So twelve people from from each of these regional championships will qualify for the PT. So that's that's pretty good odds to uh to get in on there. So be uh, be keen to give uh, give that a crack. They've also said on like at these events, as as we said, there's going to be side events, there's going to be commander events. There's also a 5k event on the Sunday. So for those who scrub out of the the main event, you get to play in a 5k, and that's 5k US dollars as well uh, for the Sunday. So they haven't announced what that that uh, format or, or whatever that is. I'm assuming it would probably be Pioneer as well. Yeah, it'll just be another one. big single elimination event. Yeah, so you get you know we might get I don't know. Maybe a thousand people that would. It's not, it's not going to be that much. No, there won't be that many. No, that's how many we'd get in a GP. So you might get maybe three or four hundred that have managed to qualify for the the regional championship, and then probably half of them will drop and play in the the Sunday event. So that's not bad. If you get you know one hundred and fifty to two hundred people playing in a five uh, k event, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, get, get in on like that. Like we said, that used to be the the rate of a oh, more than a old GP. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they, a couple other things. They have said if you are from New Zealand, and I'm assuming this would also apply for people from like Perth, 
there are travel allowances no. you can apply for. <laughs> you don't care about the people in no. Perth. <laughs> uh, yeah, because obviously this is, you know, you're, you're being forced to travel to come and play in this event. And uh, yeah, they, they are putting allowances in place for that so that you can contact good games and, and they will then contact Wizards and say, hey, we've got these people from New Zealand, so they need to come over. And they're not going to pay for your flights as they have sort of in, in the past, but they will, you know, give you, I don't know, 200 bucks or something like that to, to help to pay for your flights. Yeah, that was one thing along those lines. That was one thing they did talk about with the PT because obviously the, the, the PTs won't. We, we would- what, every two years we would get a PT in Australia, I think it was, on average? Yeah, something like that. Maybe even every three. Uh, so, they're, they're an international event, the, the ones that you qualify for through these regional championships. Yep. Uh, and they historically would actually pay for your flight. Uh, they no longer do that. However, as I think Shorty said before, they, they actually pay all the way down. So, the thought that Wizards has is that there'll be some sort of cash- prize that you win for either top eighting or winning you know a regional qualifier and then by qualifying for the pt you actually get paid just for turning up so even yeah. if you you know absolutely scrub out you don't win a single game it doesn't matter so you, yeah. you they're not they're not paying for it directly but their thought is look we're kind of covering your cost yeah effectively. i think it was, it was a pretty abusable system and would have just been a nightmare of would have been horrible uh, ad- admin work, yeah, from from Wizards End. So, like, if if you look at the prize structure for this first one, if you make top eight, so fifth fifth to eighth, you get seven hundred and fifty US, and then I'm assuming probably the the lowest payout at the PT will be something along those sorts of lines, maybe maybe five hundred bucks. So you're looking at a thousand to fifteen hundred sort of thing US as a bare minimum from your prize for the regional championships and then your bare minimum prize for the uh, the PT, which should cover the cost of your flights. And yeah, or like all of your accommodation fine. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. So that's 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 fine. I, I think that's a, a better way of doing it than uh, yeah, actually having to admin organising four hundred people's flights and people doing sneaky things where it's like, okay, I'm flying to this location and then I'm flying home from this location and in between all of those places I'm going to go here and go here and just sort of chain in a, in a holiday together, mm-hmm. which is cool for the people doing it but would be a nightmare for, for wizards. Yeah, would be a, a massive pain. Yep. Uh, so first event is Sydney, November 25th to 27th for us here in Australia. Uh, lock that in right now because – pretty sure all of us will be there and we've been saying for ages the first time we get one of these gps here in australia where we're all going to be there so get on and buy your magic beans merch now because this should be a good turnout for uh, for all those in the beans community and we will be uh, cheering everyone on you know there'll be probably a bunch of chat in the discord of, of everyone updating how they're all going you know we may be able to catch up for a dinner or, or play some some you know side events together and all that sort of thing it's going to be very very cool really looking forward to that uh, and yeah the main event is pioneer the other thing i noticed i, I don't remember this being the case but the good games site has mm. that the en- the entry fee for the regional championships is a hundred bucks which is sort of what you would pay for like a gp entry previously but it just seems odd to me i don't i, I don't remember I, I never played in a rptq i don't know if they had entry fees but it just seems odd that it's like okay you qualified for this event and now you have to travel there and then pay a hundred bucks entry fee it was was a little bit odd so 
I don't know if that's correct or not. I, I haven't seen that clarified anywhere, but I don't think it matters. People are just going to pay it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's I mean, what they're it, banking on. <laughs> it's. I think, yeah, it, like we said, it is a big departure from an RPTQ. It is yeah. like a supersized GP. So, I'm not surprised or upset by the fact that they're charging to get in. That's fine. Yeah, and it'll be for for the full weekend, and then you, you do have to pay for the events as well. You, you sometimes would get like a token for a one event, depending, or like a play mat or things. I can't remember; it's been ages since I went to a national GP <laughs> years now. Um, yeah, but you know, you, you usually got some like swag bag or something that came with it, just as a little thing. So hopefully that continues. But either way, it is the the cost of you know entry, but yep, worth it. All right, so that's the regional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get into the actual pro tour. So give us a rundown on uh, on what that is. Half a million bucks, mate. Yeah, not bad. Five hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, this is going to be huge. They're they're moving it back to the old structure for PTs, which uh, many people will be very happy about. Some people will be indifferent about, but it's going to be limited, and then the constructed format as well. So both days there'll be. Eight rounds usually, I think. They usually have three rounds of draft followed by five rounds of constructed. And it's it's going to be sweet. Then if you do really well, you're day two, you draft again, you go from there. And, man, I cannot wait to see just, like, good PT coverage again. Yeah. Like, that's just- Oh, it's going to be so nice. And Wizards have really, like, upped their coverage game. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see doing- how they go with these ones. Yeah, they've, they're only doing three a year. So, I think that they will be able to really focus and invest, hopefully, fingers crossed, please, uh, to, to put on a really good show. So, yeah, I think I think we've talked a fair bit about this one. The, the first one is going to be Pioneer and Limited. Uh, we know how we qualify for it. Uh, if you get X or 10 and X to qualify directly through, I think it is. And then there's, there's a new system which is called- Accumulated match points. Adjusted match points. Adjusted match points. There you go. I don't even know. AMP or AMPS or something like that. I think I saw. (laughs) But basically, you earn points after the first three. There was some weird calculation they did. It actually is very simple if you look at it and it makes sense and and don't have an idiot like me trying to describe it. (laughs) So Would you like me to describe it? Go go for it. (laughs) So, you get three points for every match you win- after your first three match match wins. So, if you go and play in the PT and you go three and five and then you drop, you get no adjusted match points because you've only had the three wins. But if you go to a PT and you get 10 wins, you've got seven wins above the first three. And so, you will get three points for each of those seven wins, which equals 21 points. So, you're basically... You only accumulate these points through playing PTs. And I think this is something... That's really big. Previously, with like the the bronze and silver and gold and platinum and all those sorts of levels, you you earned points for GPs as well as PTs and and things like that. And so, what that incentivized people to do was travel all around the world to these GPs and play in them just to get an extra couple of points here and there and 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 all that sort of thing. And and what that meant was for those that lived in the US and Europe. You had P- uh, you had GPs all the time that you could go to that were, were easy to travel to, and for those of us here in in Australia or for people in like South America, you were just stuffed. Like you were just so far behind the eight ball because you had, if you were lucky, one GP a year, and that was it. So you, you just had no chance to earn points. So by limiting these points to just at the PT, it evens that playing field. 
because it, it puts everyone in the in the same spot because everybody is playing at, at these PTs and everyone has the same or similar opportunities to qualify for them through the structure that that leads to here. So yeah, you, you can you, you're using those adjusted match points. You're basically keeping a tally of them over your last three Pro Tours. And if you have a total of 39 match points from your previous three Pro Tours, you qualify for the next one. And then that, that just continues to roll forward. So it's not something that's going to be super relevant for our listeners, unless, you know, you, you manage to, to do really well and get on, on the PT. But effectively, what it means is you can chain together Pro Tours. And this was the big thing that the pro players were, were crying for was... They need to be able to have ways to to chain together these pro tours and um, also have it so that if you have one bad performance, you're not just you know off the train as as the saying sort of goes. So you can have you know two two pretty solid PTs. You know if you go ten and six at a PT and then go eight and eight or whatever it is at, at the next PT, you you should have enough points to. Uh, qualify you for well you probably have to go nine and nine and seven nine and seven yeah yeah but it, yeah you have a couple of good finishes and then you have one really bad one you've probably still got enough to chain you together to get to the next one and then you just again need to have a reasonable finish and then you you sort of continue rolling that forward so yeah i, I like it i think it's a cool system yeah it, it it works really nicely it doesn't kind of mean that there's the train there's no like appearance fees that there used to be for platinum no. players and all that sort of stuff. So they they have kind of stepped away from it being still like the pro magic player in air quotes. And yep. I think that's fine. I think that yeah. the structure actually is, is really good and does enough to let people, you know, be able to consistently do well. Then, I mean, if you're consistently doing well at an event that's got a $500,000 payout and you just, you're going to get paid for turning up anyway, then- yeah. Yeah, even, you know, even if you it, completely it lets, bomb out and come last, you're still getting paid. Yeah, it, it lets people uh, have some level of confidence in making the time investment to yeah. to do really well at these things, which I think is really important. And that's one of the things that, you know, kind of set Wizards Organized Play apart from other, you know, organized play systems in the past. So it's good to see that there's still incentives there for, for that structure. Yep. Um, the, just to sort of clarify with the adjusted match points, the reason why it is... Uh, this is something that Huey spoke about on the stream. Reason why it is your match wins above the first three that you get is they didn't want to force people to have to continue playing when they've got a really bad record. So on day one of a PT, as, as you said, Cracker, there's three rounds of limited, five rounds of constructed. So you've got eight rounds. They don't want people who go, you know, oh and five to go, oh, I've, like I'm sucking. I'm having a horrible day but I have to play out my remaining matches today just to try and get some points, you've gotten to a point where you're 0-5 where it's like, okay, there is literally no point me playing these last three matches for the day. I can just drop and I don't have to have to worry about it. So, yeah, they, they've thought about that, which is a good thing. It, it's taking away that feeling of, oh, I have to play these matches just to try and get, you know, one extra, extra point, point or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's cool. That's, that's something that they've actually thought about. The other thing that's big is Hall of Fame. Yeah. So they haven't made any sort of announcement about whether there's going to be new Hall of Fame members or, or how that's going to look going forward, but they're giving each Hall of Fame member one PT invite per season and I think also one regional championship qualifier event per season. So what it means is, yeah, free invite to a PT. So you're going to see 
your John Finkels and, and those sorts of people who just randomly turn up to PTs and spike it <laughs> top eight. You're going to see those people back, back in the, in this system, which is really cool. And, uh, yeah, if they're, if they're getting regional championship qualifiers as well, you're going to see them at, at those sorts of events as well. So that's pretty cool. Cause those people, you know, they're, they're most of them are old school and, and whatever, but they, they have a bit of a draw to them, to these events. And there's a, you know, there's a prestige associated with them and, and, and excitement and, and, you know, a bit of hype that's built around, you know, when you hear, oh, you know, the, the match that's coming up on coverage is John Finkel versus PV, like, Everyone is tuning in for that match because you know it's going to be a good one. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. I'm glad glad that they're coming back. Yeah, me too. It also uh, gives the really good storylines of you know like King of the Hill kind of thing where yeah. you've got this this young up and coming kid who you know you know he's going to place you know Kai like you know he took down the the juggernaut or whatever and it's like yeah. that's <laughs> that's really cool where you can kind of start to rebuild your. Stars, I guess, is probably the only way to, to think of it. You yeah, know, where that was something that <clears throat> Wizards hasn't always done a lot of, but by kind of reinvesting with the history they've got, because they've got so much. Like we've got thirty years this year of, yeah, of yeah. magic, right? Like it, to to move away from that, which is kind of what moving away from the Hall of Fame really felt like, just seemed crazy. To, I think everybody, <laughs> like it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> and if it was that it cost them too much money, then I think this is a really good way of doing it. It lets, you know, it lets people turn up to, to the events that they want and the, the formats that they like. And, you know, it doesn't cost them, you know, stacks and stacks of money in order to do so. So good job. Well done. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then, yeah, obviously the PT then feeds into worlds as, as another way of, uh, of getting into worlds. So yeah, good, good system. Bottom to top, this seems like a very cool system, very well thought out, uh, good for the local level player who just wants to have some some competitive events with some sort of motivation, some reason to be playing in these events and something to sort of aspire towards. And then for those people who manage to do well and, and get to their PTs, that sort of thing, there's a way for them to stay at that level, which is very good for coverage and, and as you said, star building and storylines and all that sort of stuff. You know, you know, you're going to see the same people there all the time and then you're going to have those people that sort of float in and, and spike events and, and whatever. So, yeah, very, very cool. Very happy with this this system and then capping it all off with a, a million-dollar prize pool for Worlds is is very cool. So I'm super excited. I, I'm, yeah, I cannot wait for next year when we get three gp size events here in australia that's going to be so good and yeah really looking forward to catching up with everyone from the beans community so get hyped because it's gonna be cool get to sydney yep and you won't hear me say that very often but you know no yeah (laughs) especially not at the moment if you're from sydney man i'm sorry about all the crazy weather you've got going on there (laughs) yeah yikes (laughs) yep but uh, I, th- I have a feeling we're going to be getting some requests when uh, these things are in Melbourne next year for people to come and stay at our houses. So we uh, we may be able to work that out for some people in the Beans community. Do they know how many kids we've all got? How noisy your kids are? Ooh, hang on, mate. Are you trying to tell me your kids are not noisy? My kids are noisy. They're just not your kids' level right, of, right. of volume. I think. I think the problem is that when my kids hang out with your kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. it uh, it escalates. No, well, I mean, as we said before, you know, you come and spend time with people with kids, and you go home with all sorts of diseases and sickness. So that's a good Correct. way to turn people off. Exactly. <laughs> 
Good thing everyone has masks still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. All right. So yeah, very happy with that. We'll uh, we'll leave that there. You know, as as we get close to these events and as we start to get. Uh, you know, local events announce that sort of thing. We'll be talking about it more. But, uh, yeah, that first season kicks off on July 2nd. So we're still, what, what's that, three months away before that's actually starting. And, uh, yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. And then you'll be probably, yeah, seeing some of the beans getting around and, and playing at these events, which will be very cool. All right. Well, that's going to do us for tonight. The last thing to mention, as we, as we said a bit earlier, is the historic event. Make sure you go and register for that. It's on Saturday, the 30th of April. There's 250 bucks in cash and prizes. Not quite the, uh, the million dollar prize pool for worlds, but it is also free and you don't have to qualify for it. You can just click on challenge and go register and that's it. You're all, all done. So jump in on that. Should be good fun. Uh, it, it is just timing wise. It is right after the new Capenna set releases. Which is not too bad for historic. Generally, it doesn't. The new sets don't make a huge impact on the historic format. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, the, the two weekends pr- prior to that, we've got Anzac Day and then Easter the weekend before that. So mm-hmm. uh, makes it makes it pretty hard. But uh, yeah, it should be a good fun and a good event as it always is. And yeah, your chance to score a few more envy points. So. If you want to uh, get in on any of our other events, the best place to do that is in our Discord. The link for that is always in the show notes. There's also a link for our merch store. As I said, go and start order, ordering your merch now so that when the time comes for these live in-person events, you've got your, your hoodies and your T-shirts and all that sort of stuff ready to go. That'll be – it's just going to be so cool to see <laughs> people that aren't us in, be the in gear. Thing. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go and check out our sponsor, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you straight to the Facebook group and you can get in on their daily auctions. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places where Magic Beans or Magic Beans cast. Just search us up and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. And you are Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So uh, I've got snot that's literally about to run out of my nose and mm. uh, my throat is ready to die. So <laughs> let's end the podcast there. That's a nice note, <laughs> a nice visual to leave everyone on when we, we finish it up. So thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time.